Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. At the Edge here on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. He is Ruben Sixta Whale Copper. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not. But we have an amazing show coming up for you today, you guys. Um, there is arguably the biggest NBA game so far this season tonight when the Warriors face the Suns. And Jake Wolf is here to help us break down where he sees value in the matchup. And we'd love to, of course, you know this, because it gives Matt Bernier a chance to come on and give us his handicap of the NHL. And he has made a habit of finding plus money winners on the board, especially with the Anaheim Ducks. We're going to see if he's going back there tonight. We also have our edge of the day and so much more coming up here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. I said I wasn't trying to brag. Tuesdays are amazing. I'm super excited to break down the NBA card in particular this game tonight. So much to get to, Drew. But... Good morning. Let's start in the NFL. There's a subject that we haven't discussed as of late, and it's really the AFC and NFC contenders. Let's start off Mm -hmm. here with AFC. The Patriots right now, plus 550, the Bengals 16 to 1 to win the AFC. But before the season, Patriots were 18 to 1. You could have got them at 50 to 1 at one point when they lost in overtime to the Dallas Cowboys. At one point also, you could have got the Bengals 50 to 1. But we start where the numbers are right now. We can't go back in time. Are you buying the Patriots or the Bengals to come out of the AFC, Drew? Okay, so Patriots, no. Bengals, no. <laughs> this is uh, this is interesting. So most of my uh, most of my take here is not is unsophisticated. You have two quarterbacks that have never played in a playoff game. And this is a very, very competitive AFC field. Uh, The likelihood that these two players go into a very competitive field here and get three wins is relatively low. The Patriots, I give a glimmer of hope because there is still a very realistic path that that team gets to the one seed. And then you're talking about a bye and winning two games at home, which is a little bit of a different animal. So I will still allow a sliver of realistic potential that the Patriots get to the Super Bowl. But for me, the Cincinnati Bengals are a pass to get to the AFC title game. Ultimately, will I bet them or fade them come playoff time? Probably looking for opportunities to fade them. It is, you know, this is, again, this is an unsophisticated analysis, but when it is your first ever playoff start as a quarterback, you tend to bottle it. And this is a, there's a very long track record of this, the emotions, the intensity, like, you know, it's just, it's a totally different animal than regular season NFL game. And a lot of these guys kind of, you know, they have a difficulty uh, really kind of keeping it together in that moment. Now, both Joe Burrow and Mac Jones, 
they won national championships. They have a record of playing in huge, huge games and being absolutely fine. And they may buck this trend. But at least for now, going up against the likes of a Pat Mahomes, who's been to two straight Super Bowls, Josh Allen, who was the runner-up, who won two playoff games last year and the runner-up in the AFC title game, even Lamar Jackson, who won his first playoff game last year and has been in three consecutive you know, playoff seasons, Ryan Tannehill has been to an AFC title game and won numerous playoff games in his career. All of these guys, I think, realistically are going to have a little bit of the kind of emotional edge when it comes to a playoff head-to-head that I don't think you can discount. Yeah, I'm kind of offended that you said it's an unsophisticated, (laughs) unsophisticated, I can't even say it right now, right? Okay. (laughs) If I could speak English, that's what I would say. I'm offended because that was my case coming into the show today. Um, I do think the quarterback makes a difference. They are young quarterbacks. And if you look at the Patriots schedule, I'm pulling it up right now. We know they have the Bills twice. And that is what kind of stands out to me. You're going to buy the Patriots at a premium. It wouldn't make any sense if you look at the remainder of their schedule. If you got them at 50 to 1, even a few weeks back, I can make the case you're getting a big number and it's worth a flyer. Right now at the short number, it's a no. For Joe Burrow, a little bit of a tougher schedule coming up as well. I don't believe in the Cincinnati Bengals team. They have shown uh, flashes of success, but they've had that kind of middle of the season skid. So for me, I'm not buying uh, in on them. I think because you have quarterbacks like Josh Allen, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs coming out of the AFC, they're still the favorite. Those I think are the rightful favorites. And even as you said, Lamar Jackson, who's so familiar with being in primetime and winning playoff games, I lean towards those teams as well. Yep, you made such a good point there. The Patriots do have a very difficult schedule. And you could just, if you really think that, you know, the path we laid out, they're getting to the Super Bowl one way, and it's the one seed. You might as well bet them on the money line against the Bills this week, money line against the Colts, money line against the Bills the final week of the season, or, you know, or the second time that they play as we get later into the season. Those three games alone will get you better than plus 550, you know, just backing them game by game. Uh, and if they happen to win two out of three or win one out of three, then, you know, you're not doing as poorly because then, you know, New England sneaks in as a wild card. They're one and done in the playoffs. And we all forget that they, you know, that they were ever even talked about as a contender. So, yeah, I think that was a very strong point. There's a lot of firm believers in the New England Patriots, even week to week. I've seen some money come in on them as early as today, getting ready for week 13. We'll break down those games later in the show or in the week, rather. But let's get on the NFC for a second. The Packers plus 300 you found them before the season at plus 600 so certainly money's coming on them all they've done is really prove me wrong throughout the season but san francisco you could still get them to come out of the nfc at 25 to 1 certainly better number preseason they were plus 600 to win the nfc i'll start fairly quickly i'm not as high on the packers Uh, i don't know why i haven't been as high on them i guess their defense if they can pull it together they would prove me wrong just because plus 300 is is a short number i didn't buy on them preseason the San Francisco 49ers drew we joke it's our Achilles heel I can't figure out this team (laughs) the only case I could make for them is similar to the Packers they've also proved me wrong I cannot handicap this team however I will say at 25 to 1 a good coach and and a very similar team as when they went to the Super Bowl a few years ago not much has changed I think they do have a realistic shot so plus 2500 I might have to take a flyer on them yeah, I, whereas I was not buying either the Patriots or the Bengals, I am buying both the Packers and the Niners. This is still Tampa Bay's conference to lose. I feel that I felt that way since preseason, and they are you know 100% bona fide, strength strong as ever. Tom Brady, the most accomplished quarterback in history. Yep. That said, Green Bay could still get the one seed. It's they are still live for the one seed. They are going to get healthier as we get into these cooler months. They have a lot of 
really, really talented defensive players, offensive linemen who are potentially going to retake the field with this team. They could be even stronger, you know, come January than they are at this moment. And I don't think you can discount the fact that they have already banked enough wins against high, uh, you know, relatively important teams that this is it. You know, they could steal the one seed. And oh, by the way, as you look up and down this NFC list, there's a common thread. Those are all warm weather teams, except for one. The Green Bay Packers are the only cold weather team here. So if the path to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau, I think you have to absolutely expect that they're going to be meaningful favorites in all of those playoff games. You know, and Tampa Bay, for what it's worth, doesn't really look to me like this defense is going to find the same form that they found down the stretch last year. And uh, I'm getting a little bit worried. Niners, on the other hand, of all of these other contenders, who has the talent, who has the experience to go on the road in the playoffs and uh, and get a couple of wins as a wild card. I don't have a ton of confidence right now in the Rams, Cowboys, or Cardinals. San Francisco is the only team that really stands out in 20 to one. If you know, particularly considering that they, I still see them as live to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to get the top wild card spot. Uh, that's a team that I absolutely still am, am keeping a close eye on. Yeah, and we've kind of seen teams that get the wild card spot could go on the road and win. Saw that last year. This season's crazy. I look at these numbers every single day in the futures market, and I'm still wowed by the value you could find in just the parity in the NFL this season. We're headed down the backstretch of the NFL season, and the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet has you covered with Sunday Night 7. We're giving you a shot to win $1 million every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It's free and easy to play. So predict what will happen between the Broncos and Chiefs for a chance to win. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. This is a day I've been waiting for, for I would say just a few days, but it's really because we get to break down an incredible NBA game, the Suns and Warriors. We welcome in Jake Wolf to help us really not only gather insight on this game, but also trends so far this season. And that's where I want to begin here, Jake. You had an incredible article posted, people that are interested in analytics, early trends in the NBA season. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com. Check out Jake's article. And there were a few main takeaways. One, I think we've talked a lot about unders, kind of cats out of the bag on that one. Unders have been hitting like crazy, 56% so far this season. They were better earlier on. But I want your opinion as we look at the beginning of the season, the main trends and also your handicapping process. Take me through what it's like not only to have your model ready for these articles, but also from a betting perspective day in and day out, Jake. Yeah, um, thanks again for having me on. Uh, So basically, I think the unders are definitely a trend that you're going to see start to level out a little bit as teams start to get a little bit more adjusted to the new foul rules and know what is and isn't allowed. I think that's going to start to even itself out. In terms of uh, process for my handicap, I think that uh, one of the more underrated things in NBA spread betting is just how much the line can really shift overnight and the importance of getting that early line. Even last night in the Miami-Denver game, you saw that line move from over five points from opener to close. And it's really important to be just uh, staying up to date with the injury reports with so much uh, load management going on around the league and so many rested players. I completely agree with that take. It is maybe the most important nugget if you're going to bet NBA day in, day out. Uh, keep a very close eye on um, not just not just uh, in general who is in or out, but try to establish some 
pattern or understanding of how coaches and teams are deploying load management. Last night, for instance, you saw questionable Jimmy Butler, questionable Tyler Hero. And if you've been following the Heat this season, you know they are being very aggressive in terms of when they are managing their guys. And then on the flip side, Jokic, you know, very clearly was trying to come back, was trying to come back, and they were keeping him down. They couldn't keep him down anymore. So he goes, and as you mentioned, the line flips five points there and realistically probably didn't even move far enough. But that's a different conversation. Uh, as you look at a team you know, tonight like the Knicks, uh, you know, they were without Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose last time they had a big, meaningful contest. And, you know, that's like their entire bench. You know, do you have a sense of some of these Knicks and whether we can expect them to go tonight or not in Brooklyn? Yeah, so I actually have some value on the Knicks for tonight. And uh, I definitely think that they could be a good play, but I'm holding off to see what the injury report looks like when that comes out. Usually teams will update their injury report at 1.30, 5.30, and 8.30 every day. So that usually uh, tends to be a good time to make sure you're uh, up to date on all the latest injuries and uh, what teams' lineups are going to look like. So I have uh, notifications on my phone for those times, just getting uh, set up and ready to know uh, what the rosters and lineups of the day are going to look like. It's a good thing that those don't come out during our show because Drew would not pay any attention to the podcast. <laughs> he would just continuously look at the injury report. So I'm super thankful we do it early here on the West Coast at 11 a.m. Eastern. And Drew, you know that's true. There would just be looking eyes everywhere ready for the injury reports. But let's talk about this game, the Suns and Warriors. It's going to be an amazing game. Drew has a handicap coming up later on the show. But ultimately, do you find value on the side in this? How are you weighing these two teams? Obviously, two top teams in the, the NBA and the Warriors in this rare underdog spot when they have been underdogs this season, they've won outright in those two opportunities. So it kind of seems to me like the Warriors catching two and a half seems like the right side, but I'm curious to see how you're handicapping this one. Yeah. So uh, I definitely think that the Warriors look like the best team in the league so far this year. Their defense has just been locking everyone down. Only team with under hundred defensive rating. I think that you're definitely going to see the Suns try to counter a lot of what the Warriors do well. And it's definitely going to be a back and forth kind of game where it could end up uh, close just because of that. And uh, I think a lot of people don't think about the free throw aspect of late game when it's close in terms of the spread. If I were to, if I'm going to take this game, I would lean money line over the spread just because uh, I think giving that uh, plus money with the Warriors would be a little bit more valuable than getting the two and a half just because with free throws, you don't usually see too many games come down to the wire with uh, such a tight game. And even uh, if it's a one possession game late in the 30 seconds to go, it could very easily end up as a five, six, seven point deficit. No, that's a fair point, especially considering how a lot of both of these teams approach into game. Um, And uh, on top of that, you know, we don't talk about it as much for NBA as we do at the NFL, but there are key numbers in the NBA there are and yes. you know and yeah the likelihood that this lands at on two is is pretty low it's a low frequency uh landing spot for NBA in general that said this is still a tough contest to handicap it's a tough tough game to pick uh I did end up making it my edge of the day and I'll uh, save the surprise for which side I landed on here but the total was interesting to me because as you mentioned the Warriors you know people would think oh well they have Steph Curry they you know the three-point barrage they've been getting it done with offense this season 
but that's not really the case. This team has been superlative defensively. They are cleaning the glass better than I think anyone thought was possible, considering they don't really have the size. And, uh, you know, they are kind of, you know, Draymond Green is sort of the anchor of this team defensively. Uh, you know, at this stage in his career, who knew he could return to this form? Do you think that uh, we see kind of a defensive slugfest here as opposed to an offensive shootout with this relatively high total now at 221 and a half? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm definitely uh, leading towards the under in this one. I think uh, Draymond Green is my runaway favorite for uh, defensive player of the year at this point. I think that Steph Curry as well is playing far better defense than I expected at this point compared to where he's been in previous years. And I think that uh, even with strong offenses on both sides, I think you're going to see them uh, slow the pace a little bit and uh, try to lean into both teams having top five defenses. Yeah, I'm just looking right now at the total. Certainly it's bounced around just from earlier this morning. Seems like it's going back down at around 221. That's what our model likes on NBC Sports Edge as well. Showing some confidence coming in on the under. But as we know, people love to bet the over. And by people, I mean myself and a lot of people like me. We love overs. We love rooting for points. And that's where the money's coming in at points. Bet 76% of the hands will actually come in over that 222 and a half mark. But the total's ticking down. So that should say something. Uh, maybe where some smarter money is coming in on this game. Jake, again, awesome article. We loved seeing that on NBCSportsEdge.com. Definitely, if you're listening, check out his handicapping trends. You can find the article there all about the NBA. You could also follow Jake on Twitter at JakeWolf13. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck with all your plays, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We appreciate you guys listening to Bet the Edge. Wherever you're listening, maybe watching, rate the uh, please sign up for the podcast and rate it. We're giving you the most actionable information every single weekday, just about 30 minutes or less. The lines move so quickly, so make sure you sign up so you're able to gain an edge with us right away. Yep, happy to talk to you on Twitter as well. If you have questions, if you have angles, if you have uh, a, a play that you especially love coming up this week at some point and you want my opinion, happy to give it to you at whale underscore capper on Twitter and you can reach out to Sarah at Sarah Perlman.
super excited to see where you're going on that NBA game. We'll go back to that in just a second because we have Matt Bernier joining us to break down the NHL slate. And every week I, I joke that you come on, you give us plus money winners, but it's what you're doing. So I start there. You look at the board. There's quite a few games going on on the ice tonight. Curious to kind of find out your favorite play that we could find that's available right now. Well, let's start with the the best price of the three games that we'll touch on. That's Columbus at Nashville. Uh, Boone Jenner for Columbus. He's their captain. He's been spectacular all season. 14 points in 19 games, 10 goals, four assists. He leads that team as far as offensive sort of statistics are concerned. Elvis Merzlikens between the pipes has been very, very solid for the Blue Jackets. And I think this is an opportunity at plus 135 on the road against a Nashville team that when you go through and take a look over the past two weeks, they have given up goals in bunches. The past six games, they've given up 24 goals. I'm not a mathematician, but that's not that's not good. You don't want to be doing that in the NHL. I think this is a prime opportunity. Maybe they're not quite as good as Nashville from top to bottom, but given the form that the Predators have been in recently, I think this is at least a chance where you can take advantage of plus money odds on a Columbus team that, no, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup, but they're probably better than average right in the sort of that mid-pack range, 15-16 overall. I think this is a good opportunity to take a chance tonight. Ooh, okay. Fantastic. I love the sound of that. And uh, honestly, the Blue Jackets are a team that I think a lot of people tend to look past. And uh, they've been very solid against the spread and on the money line this season. So a uh, great look by you. Let me get your opinion here. I've been doing well backing the Hurricanes this season in general, although I'm starting to worry that the market may have caught up and maybe even overrating now how good exactly this Hurricanes team is. I'm In general, like I'm seeing them power ranked in the market, like top three. Uh, that doesn't exactly pass the smell test to me. Is this an opportunity to sell high on these guys tonight? Yeah, so I, I, you know, we talked about them last weekend. I feel like they're still a prime opportunity or a prime prospect as far as future bets are concerned. I actually have them rated fourth in the NHL, so maybe not quite in the top three, but right in that same ballpark. As far as tonight's game is concerned against Dallas, there's a bit of there's two caveats actually, and they both revolve around Jake Ottinger, the goaltender for the Dallas Stars. Now, Ottinger's 22 years old, and he's long been thought as the goaltender of the future for the Stars. But the reality of the situation is he's the best goaltender on their roster, and it's a roster loaded with ones and twos as far as goalies are concerned. They, who knows what the story is with Ben Bishop? They've got Braden Holpe. They've got Anton Hudobin. As good as all three of them are when they're playing their best, at this point, Ottinger is very clearly the best goaltender. And I understand the you know hot hand fallacy is just that. It's a fallacy. But there's something to be said about a goalie who is in form. I feel like it's very similar to a pitcher in baseball. When they're rolling, they can really just continue to shut down the opposition regardless of their ability. You take a look in five appearances so far this year for Ottinger, a 126 goals against average and a 959 save percentage. He's got a 4-0 record. The caveat is as long as he starts, I think Dallas is worth considering. The second caveat is this price has dropped pretty, not, I don't want to say considerably, but last night they were even money. Now we're down to minus 110. If that continues to shift, in that direction, sort of into the minus 120 range, I'm less inclined to go that route because I do believe in Carolina. I think they're one of the best teams in the NHL. But with the way Ottinger's been playing, assuming he gets the call tonight, I think you have to ride him again. 
Yeah, you'd like to think he is because money's now coming in. They're out to minus 115 for tonight. It's crazy. <laughs> Only five goals allowed during their four-game winning streak. He's been it's stellar, and that's probably why the unders also juiced five and a half juice to minus 125. I have a feeling Drew was laughing when you talked about the starting pitcher because Drew and I were talking about Max Scherzer and his whopping paycheck coming his way, which is, you know, obviously exciting for him. But that's why I kind of smile with the it's worth. I'm all, anyway, yeah. is that what you were laughing at? Well, that and the, the, the idea of a hot goalie in the NHL. I mean, I know there's, there's been Stanley cups won on the back of hot goalies in the NHL. So I, I mean, you, you hear like, Whoa, there's a hot goalie like that. You, you're my ears perk. Your up ears, yeah. I'm got like, oh, okay, yeah. Let's go. Let's go track him down. Yeah, no. Well, we can know where Drew's going tonight for sure, <laughs> tailing the Dallas Stars. Okay, final game we got to get to. Every week you come on. Majority of the majority of the weeks we talk about the Anaheim Ducks. You have a read on this team better than anybody on this planet, and I mean it. So, is there anything that catches your eye with the Anaheim Ducks playing the Kings? Kings are favored tonight, minus one twenty-five. It wouldn't be a Tuesday without an Anaheim Ducks piece here for these games. Look, last night they were plus 110. They're down to plus 105 for this game on the road against the Kings. They had rattled off that eight-game winning streak the Ducks did, and everything was all hunky-dory. Everything was coming up roses. And then they went on a little bit of a stretch against very, very high-quality competition. They were home against Carolina, on the road against Nashville, on the road against Colorado, home against Ottawa, which we're not going to talk about that, and then home against Toronto. Those big four. And they lost all four of them. And I think it exposed them as not really truly being in the upper echelon. I think they're just behind. I have them rated 11th in the league. So it's not as though they're way behind the upper third. But I think it kind of showed that they are what they are. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that they can't be competitive and win a number of games, especially against a team like the LA Kings. And as good as the Kings have been all year, a lot of that's had to do with Jonathan Quick's sort of reemergence. He's getting a little long in the tooth. He's been around for a minute. And it seemed like his best years were behind him. His recent form coming into this season had been a little bit suspect. He's really been outstanding. I believe his goals against is in that sort of 2.25 uh, two, two, somewhere, 2.3 range. I think overall, the Kings are a decent team, but they really struggle on the penalty kill. They're 26th in the league. They only kill about 77.5% of the, the power plays against. So maybe that's an opportunity for Anaheim to take advantage. And again, it wouldn't be a Tuesday without a Ducks minute. So let's go with Anaheim plus 105 on the money line tonight. Yeah, and we're all this to do about uh, Warriors Suns tonight. Uh, when the Kings and the Ducks get together, you throw <laughs> out the records. <laughs> I'm not actually joking. These teams do not like each other at all. And the fans, especially uh, the Anaheim fans, they'll, they will brave the traffic and drive up to L.A. for this game. Believe me. <laughs> Are you talking about me? It's no secret I moved to Orange County for a few months. I'm the biggest Anaheim Ducks fan you'll find besides Matt Bernier. Uh, Matt, it, Ducks plus 105 is a play for me, Drew, and yourself. And as you said it perfectly, it would not be Tuesday on Bet yeah. the Edge without a minute on the Anaheim Ducks. Let's go, Ducks. Matt's on Twitter, at Bernier underscore Matt. Be sure to check out all of his handicaps available on NBCSportsEdge.com. Don't forget to check out his top NHL overlays article that is up now. Matt, we'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet to enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we are highlighting matchups between the 76ers and Celtics, Hornets and Bucks, and Timberwolves and Wizards. If you do not have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Woo, and
Anaheim Ducks, can I switch my edge of the day? I'm talking to my producer, Adam. If I could just take what he said, plus 105, I'll take the winner. Um, now, if you're listening, you're probably wondering why I'm laughing. If you're not watching, Drew's giving me the duck signal with his hands, wow. and that's what I'm wow. looking at. All right, yeah. Drew, we've talked about it all show. The Warriors playing the Suns. They're getting two and a half points. I'm actually super excited to watch this game. A lot's been talked about yeah. both of these teams over the last week or two with you here on Bet the Edge. You've been talking about it, teasing it. I'm curious what side you're actually taking in this game. Yeah, this is a tough one because these are like my two children of this season. Like I bet the you know my biggest play uh, in the preseason. Who's your favorite child? Let's Who's just my say favorite it. child? Though I bet the Warriors four to one to win the Pacific. That's my biggest preseason position. I bet the Suns to win the Western Conference. We've talked about that now for like two straight weeks. I, so this is a this is a tough uh, tough one for me to decide. And as Jake mentioned. I probably should have just played the Warriors on the money line here because ultimately I do think the Warriors get the win. As much as I love the Suns, as much respect as I have for how well they played last week under extreme duress, they were amazing. They got four straight wins. They got two incredible covers in New York after Thanksgiving. Now they return home. They don't have a huge home court advantage in my mind in this game based on just in general the amount of travel that they have had neutralizes a lot of that home court advantage in my opinion. Phoenix, in, in, in general, against Golden State, has performed fairly well since they've sort of come together as a team. However, in the one contest we have between these two guys late last season, when they were both at full strength, Golden State Warriors handled this team comfortably. They were very, very successful offensively. And in general, this matchup features one of the more exciting 1v1s that you're going to see in all of the NBA, and that is Steph Curry versus Chris Paul. I don't know whether you knew this, but these two players, there's no love lost between Steph Curry and Chris Paul. In fact, as you go back to, say, Warriors-Houston Rockets uh, playoff series, uh, uh, you know, numerous uh, examples through the years, these two yes. guys have really, really tilted hard when they go head-to-head. -head. Uh, in general, I give the advantage right now to Steph Curry. He is performing at an MVP level. It is not close. As Jake mentioned, his defense has been superlative this year compared to what was expected of him. And in general, that goes for all of the Warriors. And I think your sons are in a pretty, you know, pretty difficult spot here as a meaningful favorite against a Warriors team that's playing the best basketball in the NBA right now. And uh, maybe uh, uh, a little bit biased here by my expectation that the Warriors are going to win the Pacific, get the one seed in the West, and, and are really constituted well as a regular season team. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, if I'm the Suns, I'm sitting back. I'm using this as an opportunity to collect a little bit of information on the Warriors, and I'm using this as a little bit of a spot to, you know, kind of not show my hand in terms of the way I want to attack these guys in a playoff series if I'm the Suns. So we'll see if they go with that route or if they just continue to try to keep up this winning streak, whether or not – I'm not sure if you knew this, but Suns currently on a 16-game streak, uh, yeah. and uh, it should be – this should be an out outstanding contest. But for me – Warriors plus two and a half, edge of the day. I think realistically, this game ought to be close to a pick em. Okay, you know, I tail all your NBA plays. So I obviously agree with you and all of your looks. But what's fascinating, as you said, they're looking now to tie their franchise record, 17 wins in a row for the Phoenix Suns. So I will be excited to see that fairly quickly here. I do have a question for people like myself um, that are listening that don't handicap the NBA on a daily basis, which you do have to do to win. You have to follow it every single day. I'm looking at the total. We talked about it with Jake for a second. Right now, 221 and a half. Would you say because of the Warriors' spectacular defense they've played all season, and money coming in on the Warriors also is having an effect on the total that's now coming down. I think the under is the hot side. 
in this game. I think the action is pretty balanced across respected players between the Warriors and the Suns and that two, two and a half is a fair okay. price in general. For me, I, I like I said, my fair is pick them. So I'm on the Warriors. But I think uh, in general, you saw some pretty clear market shaping where this got bet up to 223 and then somebody dropped the anvil on the under and uh, trap door you know flung flings open and this total falls understood to 221 and a half so and realistically beyond just the fact that the warriors are playing such great defense this season beyond the fact that the suns may be a little tired after how difficult their road trip was beyond just the fact that uh, this may end up you know if if the game state is not competitive if this happens to be a lopsided game one way or the other, as you saw when the Suns took on the uh, when the Suns took on the Nets, when the Suns when the when the Warriors took on the Nets, you know, mm -hmm. like if this happens to be an uncompetitive game, these teams may pack it up in the fourth quarter instead of really playing to the to the final whistle. And that tends to happen when you have regular season contests between contenders. Exactly. It'll probably meet in a few months. You want me to, to root for Steph Curry and what he's done this season? Easy. I'll grab the Warriors plus two and a half with you and hope they get their third outright win in this rare spot where they're two and a half point underdogs. Okay. Edge of the day. The NFL. I'm going to Thursday night football. Found a total that caught my eye. One of my favorite totals on the board, actually, for week 13. It's the Cowboys Saints. It's 47 right now. A lot of movement actually has come on to now get this to 47 and a half. So a little bit of steam coming in. Um, to bump this up. I still like it at 47 and a half, but look at the board, see if you can find some 47s available. Give me the over here. There's really a few quick reasons I'll go. One, it's indoor. We know that. And that's where I think that's always easy to put up points for both sides. Also, the Cowboys defense, beginning of the season, they look spectacular. They've certainly struggled and showed more of their true colors and true defensive kind of schemes throughout the past few weeks. They allowed the Raiders to put up 36 points on Thanksgiving. And then on the other side, you're seeing this Saints team that's now lost four straight. Sean Payton is trying to figure out exactly what to do. Taysom Hill might start at quarterback. Maybe Alvin Kamara will be a go. So I do think for, for those reasons, I think the Saints will be able to put up points. And you're looking at a Dallas Cowboys team that's now facing a Saints defense that just allowed Josh Allen to throw four passing touchdowns, put up close to 250 yards. CeeDee Lamb's coming back. Amari Cooper looks like he'll be good to go to face this New Orleans Saints defense. They're going to have two tired defenses after Thanksgiving. And as I mentioned, Hill most likely getting the start. So for all of these reasons that I just mentioned, I love the over 47 was a play for me. I love it at 47 and a half getting in early before this gets up any higher. And I'm rooting for points and overs per usual here on bet the edge and for Thursday night football. In general, I steer clear of overs on Thursday because mm -hmm. it's a short week and it's tough to really get your team prepared on a short week. Not the case this week because yep. they have a full week of normal prep both of these teams and uh realistically uh the cowboys at full strength offensively is going to be a delight and in fact uh you know mike mike mccarthy who i i believe took points off the board for the cowboys last week he's going to be in this game <laughs> so so a little bit of the reins off of kellen moore he can flex a little bit uh and uh it's been a while since we saw cooper CD Lamb and Gallup all on the field running routes for this Cowboys team. They are and gonna I've run missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Me and the yeah. total for the Dallas Cowboys. We've missed it. If you're in the overs club like myself, you need this offense in full strength to get it going. We're going over 47, 47 and a half for Thursday night football. But for tonight, walk in the plays. I love your warrior side. We'll be rooting for that tonight. As always, thanks for joining us here today, especially on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. 
be sure to check out the website, NBCSportsEd.com, just to help you with your wagers. I always say if there's awesome articles, tools, analysis, so much more to just help you become a better better. Be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. Best of luck with all of your plays. Have a great day. Andrew and I will see you right back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.